This is the Novel Marketing Podcast. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. I'm James L. Rubar. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing but still want to become best-selling authors. And I am excited about this episode because it is based on one of Thomas's most controversial blog posts of all time. So there are some of you who are going to love this and some of you who are going to hate it. So Thomas, <laughs> let's jump right in. Why Why so controversial? So what I wrote this post years ago uh, and I'd been working at that point I'd been working with authors for a long time uh, but I'd been working with both published authors and unpublished authors and I noticed some differences between the ones who were published and the ones who were not yet published and kind of still walking that journey and so I just published these are the differences that I noticed and what would happen is for years after that a published author would see the post and be like, oh, this is really good. And they would share it on Twitter. And then for a week or so, I'd get flooded with angry negative comments being like, this isn't true. This doesn't apply to me. And most of those negative comments were by unpublished authors trying to explain how they were the exception. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so okay. it really kind of helped uh, enforce these differences. So I'm not saying that if you do these seven things, you're going to become published. That's not how it works. But this is, if you want to look at some of the habits that published authors have um, that helped them get to where they are, I think that these can be very uh, useful for you wherever you are on your publishing journey. So without any further ado, the first difference is consistency. Published authors wake up early and write every day. Uh, they put their big rocks in first, whereas unpublished authors write sporadically and often at night. And I'll tell you, this is the most controversial of all of the points. <laughs> but I will tell you, there's this principle of put your big rocks in first. And the benefit of writing early in the morning, especially if you make a choice to write, say, from 5 to 7 o'clock every morning, is that that's time that you're not fighting with anyone else over. The kids aren't up. Your husband or wife isn't up. Uh, your you know, work hasn't started yet. And so whatever happens, whatever chaos, does to your day you got your two hours of writing in or you got your one hour writing in and the authors who do that who make a habit of that are the ones who often are able to later in their career write full time because they did that work during the hours everyone else was sleeping in okay okay first point i'm going to push back <laughs> a little on that and that is first of all and and i realize this is my choice but i am a night owl i am not an early morning person uh you know i'm not uh, you write from five to seven. I'm not even up by seven. So, and the other thing is, I don't write every day. I I am that I write sporadically. And but this might be the difference. Okay, when I say I write sporadically, I might take a week where I am writing crazy every day, eight hours a day for ten days. Okay, and in that sense, yeah, I'm putting in the big rocks first. But but I tend to go in streaks where I won't write for three weeks, and then I'll write a, a bunch all in a row. How does that fit into your thinking? Well, a lot of people tell themselves that they'll do the streak, and they end up doing research for eight, six hours, and writing for two, and they've blown the whole day or they're doing social media and quote-unquote marketing during that time so some people can do streaks there is a small percentage and i put you in this percentage of what i call cabin in the woods writers where they yes. go off uh, to a cabin in the woods and they are able to eliminate all distractions and they have the ability and the discipline to be able to write for eight hours most people can't write for eight hours their kind of creative juices are exhausted after 
three or four, you know, five or six on the high end. And if they did eight hours on day one, they couldn't do eight hours on day two. So you kind of have a special ability. And I think part of this comes from the fact that you were worked in a creative role during your day job. And so that muscle is more exercise for you. So for you to sit down and do eight hours of work, you're actually in front of your computer for eight hours typing. That's pretty non-typical. Most people can't do that. Okay, I, I, that's a good point. I'll give you that because I did, and I did learn from being in the creative, you know, marketing, advertising field for so many years. I, I think one of my big advantages is I, I can be creative on cue. In other words, I have to get this radio spot written. I have to get this website copy written. I don't have the, I, there's no advantage, there's no option to go, well, I'm going to wait till the muse strikes. Right, right. You know, I like to wait for the, you know, right mood. And like, what the, what's the right mood? Last minute panic. It's <laughs> a great comment, Hobbs, uh, to that effect. So that's the most controversial one. If you're still listening, hopefully these others will be uh, more helpful. Difference, difference number two is purpose. Publish offers right to educate, entertain, or inspire others. They write to do something. Whereas unpublished authors typically are writing for themselves. They write to be somebody. And there's nothing wrong with writing for yourself. I don't want to, you know, feel judged if you're just writing for yourself. You just have to be okay with only having one reader. If you're writing for yourself, then you're writing for yourself. And there's a lot to be said about having a servant's heart as you're writing. Be like, what would be interesting to other people? So if you're putting in a lot of inside jokes that only you get, it's not going to make your book as good as if it were actually written for others. That's a good point. And, and folks, you who are listening, I'm, I'm seeing these for the first time. So you're getting my off the cuff reactions to them. And I would say that's absolutely true because I do do some writing for myself. But that's my journal writing and it's other kind of expressions of writing that no one will see. So that, that makes sense to me, Thomas. All right. Difference number three is platform. Uh, published authors have a platform that they start building years before their book comes out. Uh, especially for nonfiction, uh, whereas unpublished authors have little or no, no platform, and uh, often they don't even know uh, what platform is. So there's part of this is an education thing, but I don't know, I can't think of any published authors, especially successfully published authors, who don't have a platform. Like, that's just a part of the process, because if you, you don't have a platform, how do you tell people about your book? And And... For those of you who are new to the podcast or are still overwhelmed with the, with the idea of I've got to build this big, massive platform, if you're not published yet, think of it this way. Actively build relationships because that, that, that turns into and is part of your platform. And relationships with other people who have platforms is yeah, all right. the better. <laughs> so right. either build or borrow a platform. Uh, and I do know authors who will partner with a more famous co-author uh, and basically borrow the, the platform. Uh, so if you've seen a novel written by Bill O'Reilly, the you know, television show, he's basically killed every famous person in history, I think, at this point. <laughs> um, if you look at those books, he doesn't write those books. You know, He informs them, but he has a co-author uh, who is leveraging Bill O'Reilly's fame for being a television personality to get their writing in front of uh, a lot of folks. All right. Difference number four is reading. Published authors read books about writing, and they read books about selling and marketing their books, whereas unpublished authors complain that the publishing world is ignoring their groundbreaking work of genius. (laughs) (laughs) There's a famous story about Francine Rivers. Some of you know who she is, very successful novelist, that she showed up at this writing conference one time, and, and she's in the class taking notes, and people are like, what are you doing? Are you researching something for a book? And it's like, no, no, I'm, I'm here to learn. 
I'm here to learn. <laughs> it's like people are like, what? You've learned it all. No, no, I haven't. I, I have to learn all the time. Yeah. I I have taught uh, classes at conferences where famous uh, luminaries in the industry have sat in in the class. And I'm like, do you want to get up on stage? I was like, what are you going to learn from me that you don't know already? But the, the point is that they're there for that one nugget they don't know. They're so hungry to learn that even though they know everything, uh, or what I would think they know everything, they are so hungry to know that that one thing they don't know, they'll sit in on the whole class uh, to get that one thing. And this is props to you, dear listener, uh, as someone who has taken the time to subscribe to, uh, hopefully subscribe to a podcast on you know writing and marketing your book. This is something that you're already doing. So even though this isn't quote unquote reading, it's still that hunger for education, which is one of the key differences between published and unpublished authors. And I will, uh, while we're talking about this another podcast i'd recommend that's a great companion to this podcast is the writing excuses podcast it's a similar format and it's all about writing Uh, jim and i both listen to that podcast and love that podcast and so whereas this podcast is about helping you market your book better that is about how to write your book better so we only kind of tangentially hit writing here and there whereas that's all they talk about all right difference number five is work Published authors know that the difference between great and lame lies in hard work. They know they must earn industry attention by being faithful in the little things, revisions, tweets, blog posts, magazine articles, etc. Unpublished authors feel that they are the next big thing just waiting to be discovered by somebody else. So my recommendation for you is to discover yourself, <laughs> do the work, and uh, it's the little things, though. It's those. It's the writing and the marketing, the, the kind of non-glamorous work that ultimately makes you successful. Jim? Woody Allen is quoted, uh, there's a Woody Allen quote, quote, and I researched, and he actually did say this, and he said, 80% of life is showing up. And that's really true. Most people don't show up, or they show up for a little while and then they disappear. And you see this in blog, people who start a blog, and they blog once, and then they blog you know, once another three years later, or, and then they just disappear. 80% of life, just show up and do the work. All right, difference number six is website. And this, this is pretty clear difference. Uh, published authors typically have a website that's www.theirname.com, whereas unpublished authors have a free blogger, WordPress blog. Uh, so it would be uh, blogger.theirname.com or theirname.blogger.com. And they rarely keep it up to date. So not only do they have a website that's so obscure it's hard to share verbally uh, so it doesn't spread by word of mouth but they don't uh, keep it up to date and so if you're just getting started you need to go out and buy yourname.com and and see if it's available i can't tell you how many authors i have named (laughs) so the name that shows up on the book cover has come out of a marketing consultation with me where i am doing the research and you're like well yourname.com isn't available but your uh, first name middle name last name is available or here's another way or is there a nickname and we kind of figured out what their name is Uh, because if you can't own yourname.com it makes everything a lot harder in terms of marketing You'll hear some people push back on that. So I've heard editors and, and uh, agents say, oh, you don't need a website until you get that contract. You get things going. You don't really have to worry about that. And I, I would vehemently disagree with that because, as we've talked about before, your website is your business card in this day and age. If somebody meets you at a conference um, or even a reader meets you at a conference or at a bookstore or whatever, they're going to they're gonna go and Google your name and see what comes up. And just buying the domain, it's only 10 bucks, 10 or $15, even if you don't put a website there. It's good to own it because once you own it, no one can take it away from you. I had this brilliant idea for a book title 
and I saw that the domain for that book title was available. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to write this book. And it's not ready yet. So I didn't buy it. A few months later, somebody else bought it and I can't get it from them. And now I'm stuck because the p- title was perfect. I, I sh- you know, pitched it to agents and they love the title. And now somebody else owns that.com. And it's just like, why didn't I buy it when it was $10? (laughs) Um, And I spent thousands of dollars buying domain names. So anytime you can get something as good as your name.com for 10 bucks, that's a a brainless, uh, easy decision. Just uh, don't buy it through GoDaddy. That's a topic for another, for another day. All right. Final difference. Difference number seven is marketing. Published authors see marketing as a part of their mission to entertain, help, and inspire others. Whereas unpublished authors see marketing as their publisher's job or somebody else's job that keeps them from their core mission. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people are going indie publishing these days. And maybe some of you listening are indie publishing. You realize <laughs> that marketing is your job. And you wouldn't be listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast if, if you didn't get this. But Thomas is so right. Marketing is part of their mission. It's part of the business plan. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think if you disagree with any of these differences, uh, particularly the first one. Let us know uh, what time of day you write. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really ruffled a lot of feathers with us, that one on the blog. Uh, you can leave a comment on novelmarketing.com. This edition of the Novel Marketing Podcast has been brought to you by My Book Table. You need to check this out. Real easy to do. MyBookTable.com. I, I would say it's a must-have plug-in because it's going to pay for itself and then continue to make you money. Just go to MyBookTable.com and you'll get all the details. Thank you for listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. <laughs>